Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come today. We adore you, Lord Jesus. You are altogether lovely. We praise you for your willingness to come and to identify with us and to become one of us so that we might have life. We celebrate and honor your coming at this season of time. Coming into this world and taking the sin of the world upon yourself, we adore you and glorify you and praise you for all that you have done for us and who you are. So today, Lord, as we come in this place, we pray that you might help us to worship in spirit and in truth, that we might truly find our deepest joy and desire in walking with you and praising you all the days of our life. Give us an understanding now of your word and help us to hear what you have for us and to act upon what you say to us. And we thank you for this privileged opportunity we have to be together. We pray for our many friends who are not able to be with us today, who join us uh, online. And we pray that you'd be with them in whatever their condition and circumstance today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. Good to see all of you this morning. If you have your Bibles, find your place in the final book of the Word of God, the book of Revelation. Today we continue to consider how great is our God. At this time of the year, today we speak about the wonderful supremacy of God as it is revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. We talk about the Lord Jesus' supremacy today. God's supremacy is revealed through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we come to Revelation chapter 1, where John the Apostle, who knew the Lord Jesus very well all the days of his earthly life, uh, now has this experience of seeing and hearing the risen Lord, reigning risen Lord Jesus Christ. And for us, this is such a privilege and such a blessing. So I'd like for you to stand now in honor of the reading of the Word of God, Revelation chapter number 1. <clears throat> Our primary verses today we'll be looking at are the words of the Lord Jesus in verses 17 and 18. But before we look at those words, I want to read beginning in verse number 9. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance, which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, and Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me, and having uh, turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. His head... And uh, his head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it has been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held star, seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, Do not be afraid. 
I am the first and the last, and I am the living one. And I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Therefore, write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels or messengers of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So our focal truth this morning is this, that God's supremacy above all things is revealed through Jesus Christ, the living Lord. God's supremacy above all things is revealed through Jesus Christ, the living Lord. I'm using the word supremacy. This English word supremacy means the one of highest rank. It is a word that describes the one of highest authority. Supremacy is the highest in character. Supremacy is the greatest of all. Supremacy is the ultimate one. So today I come before you to give honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ alone. To Him alone be praise. I come today to declare to you that I seek to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and I confess Him Lord and I am unashamed to confess Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. And I seek to praise Him and may the words of my mouth be a blessing to Him and an honor to Him and may I be able to speak these words on behalf of our great Lord and His Majesty. It is beyond human comprehension. It is beyond the imagination and the ability of any person, including this, uh, this pitiful preacher, to be able to declare the glories of the Lord Jesus. But we have here in the written Word of God, John's speaking to us and writing to us in our day and time, here in, the, in 2020, about the glory of the Lord Jesus. How I, how I pray that today... Uh, this will capture your heart and change your mind and your life and the way you are living. I would ask you this question today as we begin. Do you know, do you know this, I mean, as an experience of your life? Do you know this not only as a mental truth, as something that you can check off, that you've learned uh, studying the Bible, going to Bible study, Sunday school class, but do you know experientially, do you live with a knowledge today that the Lord Jesus Christ is alive today in the glorious place of heaven, reigning as supreme Lord over all things. Do you know that? Do you live with great assurance and security and certainty and by faith you trust the words of the Lord Jesus and the words of God's word and you believe and you know and you live with the confidence today that the Lord Jesus is reigning, and again, that He is Lord supreme over all things? Well, that's a very important question. It will change the way you live. It will change your attitudes toward others, and it will change your attitudes toward living for the Lord in this wicked and broken world. When did you last? When did you last humbly, with godly fear and reverence, bow before the Lord Jesus Christ, and recognize His supremacy over your life, over the lives of all on this planet, and His supreme and complete Lordship of all things. We saw last week in Psalm 103, the Lord has established His throne. 
And in His sovereignty, He rules over all things. And we know that to be fulfilled and completed in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no reign of God without the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. He fully and completely reigns today. And I give glory to God for His reign. Though we do not see it with our physical eyes, if you look carefully and pay attention and allow the Holy Spirit of God to direct you, you will see the hand of our Lord, His reigning, ruling, and accomplishing His purposes going on in this world today, regardless of what you might hear coming out of the mouths of mankind. Do you live with an understanding that you today are completely, utterly in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the goodwill of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, His mercy, His kindness, His forgiveness, His ability to save us. We are all in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may have fooled yourself thinking that you control your life and your future, but you don't. You see, we recognize today in these words, the words of the Lord Jesus, I am the first, I am the last. I am the living one and I was dead. And behold, look, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and of Hades. These words become very important for us today. So I want to take just a moment and look by observation at each of these phrases of the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps they'll help you in your life today. Oh, I want to remind you there's been a separation in time. John the Apostle is someone just like us. First of all, we see here John's description. He sees the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't imagine it. He sees it. He sees the Lord in glory. And I want to begin by looking again at what John says about himself. Verse number 9. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and, and uh, perseverance which are in Jesus Christ, am on the isle of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. John was just like us. John the Apostle experienced what you and I as followers of Jesus are experiencing today. Did you see it here? He says, I, John, your brother in Jesus, I am a fellow partaker. I'm experiencing just like all of you followers of Jesus. First of all, tribulation. We live today in a world filled with trouble. We've always lived in a world filled with trouble. It seems to be in the minds of many magnified beyond uh, normal times and circumstances. But the Lord Jesus said to all of us who are followers of Jesus in this room, in this world, you will have tribulation. Trouble comes in your life, my friend. Trouble will come of all kinds. It comes in bunches. It comes separate. But all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. But tribulation is real in our lives. Tribulations of all kinds. Those that threaten our life. Those that, that cause us great strain and despair. He says, I am a partaker just like you. Though I'm an apostle, I am a partaker of tribulation. I am a part of the kingdom of God because I've been saved. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I am one who partakes in endurance. 
There's not a one of us in this room as we're living for the Lord Jesus in this world that does not experience all of these. We are. We are living in times of tribulation. We must endure in them as God's people who are a part of His kingdom. He says, I'm on the Isle of Patmos. I believe this world, the longer you live for Jesus and the longer you live in this world, you know what you'll discover, my friend? The world is, is uh, there's, it, 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 there's much more made of the world than there really is. You don't really find in the world a lot to satisfy after a while. And the longer you walk with the Lord Jesus, the longer you're saved and you know Him, you find that the things, what does the hymn say? The things of this world, they grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and His grace. You see, He's on Patmos. He's been exiled there by the government simply because, notice, He he gives the word of God to people and he gives the testimony of Jesus. Don't be surprised in your own day and time if your job is threatened, if you give your testimony for Jesus. Don't be surprised that even in your lifetime, there might be those who are incarcerated and put in jail because of their testimony for Jesus in our day. You're not exempt from that. I'm not exempt from that. But we must determine how we take our stand. If we've confessed Jesus as our Lord and we've chosen to believe in Him, we will do what He said. We will be witnesses in the world. So he's on Patmos, the island. I would say to you, it's a lot like the world we live in today, isn't it, my friend? It's a lot like Patmos. Not much here, not much joy that we can take away from this place. If you're trying to gain your pleasures from the world, my friend, you're going to find great disappointment. Here is our brother, John, and he gives us the words, the first words we hear from the Lord Jesus Christ Living in heaven as our glorified king. Have you ever thought about that? There's been a season of time that's gone by since the Lord Jesus ascended to heaven. What did he say when he ascended? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Go be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. That, that, uh, that assignment is still ours today as the people of God in 2020. It is our responsibility to be a witness for Jesus, every one of you, as you scatter from this place. Your job is to tell other people about Jesus. And oh, what an opportunity we have in the days in which we live. What else did the Lord say before He ascended? As you're going, as you're living, wherever you find yourself, make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to observe Everything I have commanded you and I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And then those were the words. Then the Holy Spirit of God empowered the church. We read through the book of Acts and moving on and toward the end of the first century. Here's John, uh, perhaps maybe the only remaining apostle alive. Tradition says he died of natural causes. He was not martyred. We don't know it for sure, but here he is on this island. And what does he, what is he privileged to have? He's he privileged to see the glorified Lord Jesus Christ. He's privileged to hear his voice, the powerful, awesome voice of the glorified Lord. And he describes it for us. So today we see the glorious appearance of the Lord, his royal robe. How do you describe the indescribable? How do you describe the eternal glory of God? John does his best all through the book of Revelation to use various kinds of, 
of ways to describe the glory of God and the mystery of what God is going to be doing in the days ahead. His royal robe attaches to a golden sash. His feet blaze with a bronze. They're aglow and His voice thunders with great power. His right hand, He holds the preachers of the church. Now, this is not angels that He's holding. He's holding Men like me, the messengers who stand before churches and declare the word of God. Praise God for the security of being a preacher of God at the church of God. Held in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have no fear because of that in my life. He is the one who speaks with a voice of power like roaring waters. And there is a sharp sword coming out of his mouth. Oh, when the Lord Jesus speaks, it cuts to your heart. It cuts through your mind. It seeks to demonstrate that there is wickedness in our lives and that we must turn and repent of our sins. It is the word of the Lord that sharpens us and judges the thoughts and intents of our heart and His face, shining like the noonday and His eyes like fire. And what does John do? He sees the glorious Lord Jesus and he says, I turned and saw him. And when I saw him, I fell, verse 17, as dead at his feet. This is the one who sat closest to the Lord Jesus at the Passover before he left this world. This is the one who at the end of uh, his own gospel, John's gospel, the Lord says to him and Peter, feed the sheep, do your job, do what you're supposed to do. This is the one this is the one who saw the Lord transfigured. This is the one who had the privilege of being there in Gethsemane with the Lord. And now he sees a sight that he's never seen in his life. And this one who was the closest, perhaps, he's the one who stood at the cross of all the apostles. The rest ran and hid in cowardice. He sees the glory of the Lord and he's given this to you and me. He's given this record to you and me that the Lord Jesus Christ is fully alive and is in glory. He is in majesty as king. He is the one who has authority over us. Oh, my friends, I would encourage you to think about this glorious description of the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, because he heard the Lord Jesus, because he saw the Lord Jesus, we now hear the Lord is giving us his words from heaven. Here in Revelation 1, he's giving us a, an appearance, a view of who he is in his glory and majesty as our great king and high priest. So what does the Lord say about himself? Well, he says four things. First of all, we see here that the Lord is supreme because he has always been. What does he say? I am the first. I am the first. This is that word to describe him as God. These words, I am the first, are always found throughout the Word of God to describe God as eternal. And the Lord says, I am eternal. I have always been. There was never a time when the Lord Jesus was created. He is not a created being. He is God in flesh. He says, I, I am first. That means I'm not first. That means no one else is first. That means no ruler is first. That means nobody else stands in front of him. He is the eternal Lord Jesus Christ. He is first in every way. Isaiah 43, he said, I am from eternity. I am him. I am, <clears throat> I am he. The Lord Jesus, you see, my dear friends, how can I, I simply say to you, he is the great I am. He is the first. He is the eternal one. He's incomprehensible. 
We can spend our days and we should. This is what Paul prayed, that we would have a growing knowledge of who Jesus Christ is in all of His glory. He is incomprehensible. He is complete without limits, unchangeable, eternal. Isaiah 44, 6, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and there is no God besides me. The Lord Jesus said to the Jews who were attacking Him, He said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born... I am, and, he, and Paul declares for us in perhaps the best summary we have in all the New Testament in Colossians 1, and we studied it uh, many, many months ago as we considered the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he is the one who has always been. He is before all things. So today I pause to say to you and remind you that when you say Jesus Christ is Lord, and you believe the Lord Jesus Christ and by faith you trust Him and you become a follower of the Lord Jesus. You are now following the first one. You are following the eternal one. The one who has always been the creator of all things. But the Lord goes on. He says, I am the first and I am the last. That means that the, the Lord Jesus is supreme because He will always be. There'll never be a time when He won't be. You know, sadly... Now, speaking with some of our people who've lost friends and loved ones these days, they talk about how they have this loss of someone that they miss so deeply and dearly. They'll never be with them again until heaven, on this side of heaven. But the Lord Jesus will always be. There's nothing to stop the glory of the Lord. He will always be. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Did you see it in verse 8? I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. He is first. He is last. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the Omega. The Lord Jesus is the one who will come when things are coming to an end. In fact, if you have your Bible still open... The great blessing of reading the book of Revelation is found in verse 3 of chapter 1. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. I stand before you preaching and declaring to you today the time is nearer for the Lord Jesus to come than yesterday. The time is nearer for the return of the Lord Jesus than last week, than before the pandemic and the pestilence came. The Lord Jesus is nearer to coming today than He's ever been. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Do you know that He is coming? This glorious one is coming again to this world. He is the last one. And when all things... What did Peter say? But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away. Are you listening? The heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements of the earth will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. The end will come finally, but the Lord will the Lord will remain. He is the last. He always has been. He always will be. And then we see the Lord saying, I am the living one, verse 18. I am alive. I am the living one. If we read this in the original language of the Greek New Testament, it literally reads, I am living into the forever of forevers. The forever of forevers. Forever to forever to forever to forever. I am living to the forevers 
of forever. Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ experience eternal life, the forevers of forevers. And every person who hears my voice this morning, you will either spend a forever of forevers separated from God in hell because you will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. Or you spend because you have believed and repented of your sins and trusted Him a forever of forevers with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we will ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. The forever of forevers. This world is so short. We have a small journey time to find our way to follow the Lord Jesus and enter through the narrow door. The Lord Jesus is the living one. Paul says that he has the power of an indestructible life. Paul says death no longer has the power over him. You see, the Lord says, look, I am the living one. I was dead. But I am now alive for forever of forevers. I am the one who lives. And He always lives, my dear Christian friend, to make intercession for you. He is our glorious King and our great High Priest, ascended to heaven, carrying out His work. And one day He will come to this world again. And the time is near. I am the first. I am the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold... I live forever, but there's one last thing here. Wait a minute, He has something. The Lord has something. This is a message to us all from the glorious, risen, reigning Lord today. This is a message for you today. I have, I have, I have the keys of death and Hades. I have the keys of death and he heaven and hell are the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I say it to you this way. The Lord is supreme and He decides who lives and who dies. I am continually shocked after many, many years of ministry at how people in this world are so surprised when death comes. Speaking with one of our dear people just the other day, just the suddenness of death shocked this person. They weren't expecting this person and their family to die. They were so young, this person said to me. But my friend, whether you're young or old in this room today, whether, you, whether you've just started out and you feel strong about all of life and you're living in pride and arrogance thinking that you will determine the end of your days, you can't stop the death your death from coming. You have, you have a birthday and you have a death day. And it is my responsibility, if you're going to understand the gospel, the good news of eternal life, you must understand that you will face death. And the Lord Jesus is the one who has authority and He decides who lives and dies. He stood at a tomb and said to His friend who'd been dead for three days, Lazarus, come out of there. He stood by the casket of the dear little one and said, rise up. And they rose up from the dead. He is the one who raises the dead. He is the one who says, many will come to me at the judgment and say, Lord, look at all the things I've done for you. And the Lord will say, depart from me. The Lord is the one who will separate sheep from goats during tribulation time and those things that will come. You see, this is the importance that we all must know. There is someone who is Lord, whether you like it or not. He is the one who determines where you will spend your eternity. 
based on your decision whether you will follow Jesus Christ or not. The Lord said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, even if he dies, he will live. That's only the words of someone who grants life to those who will believe in him. The word of God says that through death, the Lord Jesus Christ rendered powerless. The Lord Jesus Christ, through His death on the cross, rendered powerless Him who had power of death, that is the devil. And He freed those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. So many today worried about dying rather than worrying about finding life in Jesus Christ. Oh, my dear friends, the people of the world are grappling to know how to live and how to prepare to die. They hear about death every day. It is the opportunity of the church like we have never had. Many of us since we've been alive to tell others about Jesus Christ and how they can have eternal life through Jesus. We must speak. We must tell them. We must talk to them about this. You see, the Lord says, I have the keys of death and hell. I am the determiner. I am the decider of who lives and dies. I was reading the other day, I was reminded of this story from history. I don't always usually give these examples, but I take a moment to do it. There was an emperor uh, in the Roman Empire in the 300s, around 321. His name was Julian. He's called now Julian the Apostate. But Julian grew up in a Christian family. He heard about the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew the Word of God. He went to church as a boy. Even though he had a royal birth, he went and knew about the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he chose to turn his back on the Lord Jesus Christ, to reject Him, never to believe in Him, and to spend, when he got in authority, all his time persecuting and killing and destroying Christians. Well, Julian did his job quite well. And there was a great time of terror and many Christians were under deep and hard persecution in this period of church history early on in the church, life of the church. But there was one day that a friend of uh, this uh, Julian uh, was talking to a Christian and he was speaking to him in a mocking way. And this friend said, uh, this friend of the emperor says to the Christian, he says, and your Jesus and your Jesus. What is your carpenter of Nazareth doing now? What is your carpenter of Nazareth doing now since the Roman emperor is killing and slaughtering Christians and taking their property and destroying them? What is, and your Jesus, this, this uh, carpenter of Nazareth, Nazareth, what is he doing now? And the Christian simply replied, why... He's building a coffin for the emperor. You see, the Lord has the absolute final decision, even if you're an emperor, of when you will die. The certainty of death faces us all. I have the keys. I have the keys of death and of hell. Well, what do we need to remember this morning as we finish this time together? Well, I, again, have a number of things, and just let me move quickly through them. When you know the great supremacy of the Lord, 
you will experience great reverence for Him. I'm often amazed at people who talk about Jesus like He's their pal and buddy. Speaking in somewhat irreverent ways about the Lord Jesus Christ. I will say this to you. I've said it to this church many times. I will always say to you, Lord Jesus Christ, because He deserves His entire title and honor and privilege. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I commit myself to live like He is the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you will join me if you say you're a Christian. Where is your... How can you hear this description of the glorious reigning Lord Jesus and speak of Him in irreverent ways or even live as if this one does not see you and what you do. You see godly fear. I'm not talking about fearfulness that cringes and is afraid. Godly fear, reverence for the supreme Lord Jesus comes when I understand that He is presently alive and He is preparing a place for those who will believe in Him and He is preparing to come to this world again. You must decide what you fill your mind with this day. You're going to have a lot of competition if you keep the television on, if you listen to all of this racket around and you never fill it with the Word of God, you're going to be distracted in a great way. I'm trying to fight back today. I'm trying to remind you, here's what the Lord has been saying. Here's what He's been saying from heaven for 2,000 years. I am the first and I am the last. I am the living one. I was dead and look, behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and hell. I'm going to come to the one who has the authority. I'm going to come to the one who can, who can change lives, who can change me, who if I surrender to him, he will take care of the things in my life. You see, uh, the Lord Jesus is before all things and perhaps, perhaps more than anything today. As I speak to you about this, we ought to learn to prefer him. Above all things. You see, since He is before all things, we must learn to prefer Him above all things. Have you placed something else before the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it a person? Is it, is it, is it a thing? Is it relationships? Is it your job? Is it, what is it? What is it that you prefer before the Lord? Paul said it perhaps better than anyone else. In all things, He is to have the preeminence. I ask you today, do you serve the Lord Jesus and have you recognized Him as preeminent in all of your life, in all of your ways, in all that's happening to you today? Well, that's how you learn to give thanks. So for daily use as we complete today, what do we do? We come to worship the Lord in holy reverence. Yes, we sing. Yes, we shout. Yes, we clap our hands. Yes, we raise our hands. But in heaven there is great bowing. There is great awesome there is great, awesome, glorious worship for the Lord Jesus Christ crowned above all. The one who is worthy to open the book of the book of Revelation. He opens the book and it begins to tell us of the last things that are coming, that are near. There is a blessing if you know these things. There is a blessing if you live with a recognition of the nearness of the Lord's return, my friend. It will keep you from wickedness. It will keep you from going back to the world. It will remind you that the Lord who has all authority is about to come to this world and begin to do His work. And so we must learn to glorify the Lord in our actions and surrender to Him supremely. What does the, what does the book of Revelation, how does the Lord speak to us at the very end of this wonderful, glorious book? Well, in the very last chapter, the Lord says again, Revelation twenty two twelve, Behold, I am coming quickly. 
and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and the beginning and the end. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark, how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Amen. Come Lord Jesus.